News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Ashley was a vibrant, intelligent, and highly motivated young woman who embodied so many great traits and qualities of the Irish people and its communities. Her life had a huge impact on so many of those around her, and she was the epitome of a perfect role model for every little girl to look up to and strive to be. Yeah, Ryan speaking with extraordinary dignity there in extraordinarily difficult circumstances. I think the whole nation uh, has mourned the loss of this vibrant, intelligent, a beautiful young woman who seemed to represent the best of us with her love of life, her love of music, her love of sport, her love of teaching, her love of family. Um, I understand uh, how important this verdict is for every woman in Ireland. Uh, it'll be a huge relief that this terrible man is no longer out there. But of course, yesterday was ultimately about uh, Asling and her, her family. Um, there is a, a photograph of her, her parents, uh, Kathleen and uh, Raymond and her sister Amy, uh, on the front page of the Irish Times uh, today. Their loss is incalculable. Uh, their lives, of course, will never be the same. Their beautiful Ashling was taken away from them in the most awful way. And the photograph captures their pain. You can see that etched uh, in their faces. Uh, and our thoughts are, are with them uh, today. Um, I suppose this verdict means they can begin uh, their, their grieving uh, process, but our, our thoughts are with them today. Uh, let's uh, bring in uh, the Director of Gender Studies Programme at UCD, Mary McAuliffe. Uh, Mary, your reaction to yesterday's verdict? Well, I think, as you said, it is justice has been served that the this person, and uh, I think we should, we really shouldn't say his name again, has been sent down um, justly and he's been found guilty for this horrendous murder and uh, um, the dignity of Ashling's family um, is extraordinary. The fact that they came there and they saw justice done. I hope it brings them some peace. I know their lives will never be the same again, but it is good to see that justice was done. In terms of societally, do you think there will be a change uh, in the area of violence uh, against women. Can can something good come out of this horrendous, awful, awful event? I hope so. I hope so. There was such a, an extraordinary outpouring um, when news came through when she was um, so horribly killed, um, um, you know, and uh, all the vigils and all the coming together of communities and the outpouring of grief that this young woman, who could be any young woman, all of our you know, younger sisters, cousins, whatever, um, just going about her ordinary day and this happens to her. Um, and it just, just doesn't happen to her. It was a targeted attack by a predator. Um, we need to change how we think about violence against women in society, that it isn't just, uh, you know, happening now and again, it is a normalised part of our society um, and our conversation has to be now, how do we stop that? Not how do we reduce it, how do we mitigate it, how do, we, how do women keep themselves safe, because that's putting it all back on women again, but how do we actually stop that? And I think we are having those conversations more so now than perhaps before, and hopefully that will be the, 
the good, if there can be good, that will come out of this horrendous uh, crime. Well, how, how do we how do we stop it? Well, I think we we have to start with education. We have to start with um, the schools. We have to start with young people, and particularly young boys and men, and talk to them about toxic masculinity. Talk to them about uh, how they treat women, how they look at women, how they treat themselves. You know how. Uh, violence is not the answer because oftentimes um, young boys see violence as something that is masculine uh, and not a bad thing. Um, And all of those conversations have to be had. And we can't keep going back to the same conversation again and again that women have to keep themselves safe because that doesn't work. We see that it doesn't work in society. Uh, that idea of toxic masculinity and kind of glorification of violence, I, I'm kind of intrigued by that because I, I sort of feel that that's there way more I, ironically uh, than when I was a young fella around school. I mean, we weren't watching um, we weren't we weren't watching videos of kind of guys uh, yeah. you know talking up sort of toxic masculinity. So in the way kids nowadays are. Unfortunately, no. And I mean, social media and online uh, YouTubers and uh, TikTok stars. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I I don't like to mention any of these people's names because that gives them air, that gives them oxygen. Yeah, but look. But we all know who they are. We know who they are, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, They are. they, They talk about how you get a woman as if women were prey, you know, that there are ways and means you do nine steps into um, uh, controlling and coercing women into having sex with you. All of this sort of thing is out there. And I think, you know, all the social media companies, governments, society, we all need to come together to have conversations. How do we tackle that, though? Because, I mean, there, there, there's obviously something quite seductive. about. I mean, I find them horrific, but they're, they're, they obviously have something quite seductive in in their approach. How do you address that? How do you tackle that? But again, I think it comes back to education because, I mean, the appeal of these uh, YouTube guys or TikTok guys to young boys and teenage boys who are possibly going through their own things, you know, in life and wondering who they are and where they're going and what direction they go in, is that they're giving them pointers. They may be absolutely the wrong pointers in the world, but they are giving them some directions. And that's that's the seduction of it. Yeah. Um, that, you know, if you do this, you will be the big man. But we have to start with education in that you don't need to be the big man. You need to be a good man. And there's a big difference. And I think it, within schools, within the home, uh, within general society, they're the conversations we need to have. I do wonder, and maybe you don't think this is relevant, but I do wonder how we can ask and, and expect young men, sorry, expect rather than ask, how we can expect young men to be respectful towards women when they're exposed to violent pornography, pornography where it's about suppression often of the woman. Well, this is a conversation um, that has been going around for such a long time, decades. It's not just now. Um, I I think pornography has changed though, hasn't it, in the the last 10 years, 10 years or so? Well, there's certainly a dark side to it um, where the violence is, is actually, it's not about sex and sexuality. It's about violence. It's about control. It's about coercion. It's about domination, um, non-consensual domination as well. 
And all of that needs needs to be into the mix in the conversation. I mean, why why are these being produced? Why are they so popular? Because it's feeding in again to the idea that the only way uh, young men can relate to women is about control. And it's about taking what they want rather than relationships rather than yeah. uh, you know just uh, lastly are, are we afraid are we afraid of being seen as not being liberal and not, uh, being prudish if we if we come out against this kind of pornography is that a problem I don't think so I think you know if if you, you there's the pornography is as wide a subject as uh, any other subject and there are elements of it that are actually not healthy and helpful in society both to those who are practitioners in it and those who are viewers. And that is a conversation that does need to be had. I mean, as okay. a feminist, I would say, yes, there, you know, it, we all have choices, but there are elements of it that are just absolutely horrendous. Mary McAuliffe, Director of the Gender Studies Programme at UCD, uh, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this interview, you can contact Women's Aid on one 341 the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.